Hi, thanks for listening to Top Audiobooks. Remember to follow our channel here on the platform, and also our social media. We prepare a graphic of the book, with the author's key points and main ideas. Click that book graphic link in description now, and have access to an illustrated material with simple and easy steps, so you know everything about the book in minutes. You're listening to the book summary presentation of Awaken the Giant Within, how to take immediate control of your mental, emotional, physical, and financial destiny by Tony Robbins, narrated by Larry G. Jones. The big, so what? We all have unlimited potential in us. Through self-mastery, we can take control of our lives to have and achieve anything we want in life. This book is a detailed action guide to awaken us to our true potential and show how we can greatly improve our quality of life. In the book, Robbins acts as your personal coach, sharing his ideas, experiences, distinctions, and tips to help you take action. This summary distills the key ideas into three parts. Raising your standards, changing your limiting beliefs, and changing your strategy part one raising your standards many people know what they must do to be successful yet they don't do it changing your future starts with a real decision to improve your life if you don't decide how you'll live 10 years from now you'll have by default decided to let circumstances dictate your life every successful person had at some point in their lives made a major decision for Robbins, the turning point came eight years before he wrote this book. He was fat, broke, and decided he had to change his life and never be less than his best again. A true decision like this comes with such complete commitment that you cut off other alternatives and persist until you somehow find the way to your goals. The test of a real decision is consistent action. The more decisions you make, the faster you learn. Robbins improved his public speaking manifold through sheer practice. While others did 48 speaking events a year, he clocked the same number in just two weeks. What he learned from a failed partnership, which cost his company half a million dollars and a massive debt, helped him to build his company bigger and stronger. Pain and Pleasure, The Forces That Drive Us Everything we do is to avoid pain or to gain pleasure, and this dictates our choices. Even if we logically believe that something is good for us in the long term, we may not take action if we believe it'll bring us short-term pain. That's why it's hard to stick to a diet or to quit smoking. We also fear potential loss much more than we desire potential gain. For example, we'd be more motivated to avoid losing $100,000 than to make an additional $100,000. Still, all of us have a pain threshold where the level of pain is so high that we vow to never face it again. The secret is to link massive pain to the behavior or pattern that we want to avoid so we'll stay away from it. As a kid, Robin saw his dad drinking beer and wanted to try it. His mom agreed, on the condition he drank six packs at a go, just like his dad. 
after forcing down six cans of beer and vomiting all over, Robbins never wanted to drink beer again. The key is to learn to use pain and pleasure to drive our decisions and actions rather than be controlled by them. We'll address this in the next section. Part 2. Changing Your Limiting Beliefs Our beliefs shape our perception of reality, which shapes our life. Research shows that people literally start to transform their bodies, including their diseases, personalities, and even appearance, the moment they believe they are a different person. For thousands of years, people believed it was impossible to run a mile in less than four minutes. Yet, once Roger Barrister broke this record in 1954, 37 other runners broke it in the same year. This book includes many examples of how people with similar circumstances can have totally different lives. Building and Changing Our Beliefs An idea is like a tabletop. It can stand on its own and develops legs when we find references or experiences that support it. A belief is basically an idea that we feel very certain about. The strength of a belief depends on two factors, the number of references and their level of emotional intensity. As we build more references with strong emotional links, we become increasingly sure about a belief until we become close to new input. A belief becomes a conviction when we feel intensely about it, defend it arduously, and are willing to suffer failures, rejection, or other risks for it. We may even feel that it's vital to our existence. Convictions can spur us to take massive and persistent action, but it can also blind us to other views. For instance, zealots believe so deeply in their view of God, they're willing to kill to protect that belief. Beliefs are built on references, which are all of the conscious and unconscious experiences we've accumulated. With more and higher quality references, we get bigger perspectives and see more choices. We can expand our references in three ways. Through our own experiences, external sources like role models, books, and movies, or via our imagination. Imagination is powerful as our brains can't differentiate between real and imaginary experiences. References are basically raw materials that we can organize and interpret any way we like. We can weaken beliefs by planting doubt, using new references or counterexamples. Or we can strengthen beliefs by finding emotionally intense references. The key is to consciously seek references that expand and empower us. In short, it doesn't matter if a belief is true since humans can rationalize anything we wish to believe. In fact, many of our existing beliefs are built on flawed information or assumptions that we didn't validate or scrutinize. What's more important is the belief empowers us. Neuroassociative Conditioning, or NAC When we do something, our brains create a neural connection to the associated feeling or behavior. The more we do it, the more we reinforce the connection. Eventually, it forms a neural superhighway, and we continue to do or avoid the behavior even when the sensation stops. However, our brain often assigns the wrong causes 
or it may feel confused when we link both pain and pleasure with something. For example, if we want more money, yet don't want to be greedy. Such mixed neuroassociations weaken our resolve and we sabotage our own goals. The good news is our habitual mental patterns can be changed quickly and permanently. The NAC is a six-step system designed by Robbins to disrupt your disempowering patterns and establish new, empowering ones that run without constant effort and willpower. Here are the six steps. First, define what you want and what's stopping you from getting it. Usually, we're unclear about what we want, and we've linked more pain to changing than to maintaining the status quo. In part three, we'll address how to give clarity and power to your goals. Second, leverage. Create a sense of urgency by linking massive pain to not changing versus massive pleasure to changing. We must bring ourselves to the pain threshold so we know with absolute certainty that we must change now. We must also remove any mixed feelings about a change. So our brain is singularly focused on the desired outcome. For example, a man at Robin's seminar wanted to fix his chocolate addiction, but was quietly proud of being a chocolate champion. Tony made him agree to eat nothing but chocolate for nine days. By the third day, he couldn't bear to have any more chocolate. He had shifted his pain threshold, removed any mixed neuro associations about quitting, and was now truly ready to make the change. Third, disrupt the old pattern. Do something totally unexpected and different. For example, if you're overeating in a restaurant, jump up, point to your own seat, and shout, What a pig! After a few times, you will stop overeating as the humiliation is too painful. Or you can interrupt the pattern by jumbling the memory beyond recognition. Play the negative memory in your mind like a movie. Then scramble and change the components so it becomes a comedy. Replay it in fast-forward mode. Reverse the movie. Give someone a pig's nose. And add silly music, etc. Have fun and repeat the scrambled movie until the old feelings no longer surface when you think about the situation. The fourth knack is to replace the old pattern with a new empowering alternative so you won't return to the old habits. Fifth, reinforce the new pattern until it is consistent. Give a reward such as praise, gift, or new freedom with every small improvement. Give a negative reinforcement, such as a frown or removing a freedom, for every undesired behavior. It's crucial to do this immediately, so you link the sensations of the reward or punishment to the pattern. You can also rehearse it repeatedly in your mind with emotional intensity. Once a reward is linked to a certain behavior, you can vary the reward to keep it effective. Finally, test the programming by imagining a situation which caused frustration in the past. If you've taken the steps correctly, you should now feel differently about it. If not, revisit steps one through five again. Part three, changing your strategies. If you've made a firm decision and are ready to change your limiting beliefs, we can now look at the specific strategies and action steps to take. Getting what we really want. 
everything we've ever wanted in life. For example, goals about money, family, career, is to allow us to feel what we want to feel. For example, feeling loved, respected, happy. Our emotional states are our internal reaction to what's happening around us. They determine how we feel and how we act. The same person can behave very differently when he's in a blur state versus an alert state. It's like a TV being tuned to different channels. You can change your emotional states in two ways. First, change your physiology. How you use your body affects your feelings. Frowning and dropping your shoulders can make you feel tired, while sitting upright, breathing deeply, and smiling can make you feel refreshed. For instance, musician and songwriter John Denver found that he was most inspired after adrenaline-pumping activities in nature, like skiing or flying his jet. Expand your range of experiences by expanding your range of emotions. Besides common emotions like happy or sad, explore what it's like to feel fascinated, sensual, enchanted, bold, gentle, and so on. Strengthen your neuropaths for laughter and happiness. Try laughing for no reason, grinning in front of the mirror, or even going for a skip instead of a jog. Another way to change your emotional state is to change your focus by shifting what you focus on and how you focus. What you focus on. Our perception works like camera lenses. We can zoom in to make something look bigger than reality, minimize it, or blur it. If you focus on something bad long enough, you'll feel bad. It's the opposite if you focus on something good. Hence, focus on solutions and where you want to go. To focus your brain, Ask questions like, how can I turn this around? How you focus. We all have our primary experiential roles, visual, audio, and or sensory modes. Identify the main and submodals that bring you most intense emotions. For example, if you are primarily visual, find out if you are most intensely moved by color, brightness, size, distance, and or movement. Use these modes to focus on something with intense emotions or push something undesirable into the background. In the book, Robin explains in detail with exercises to help you identify and craft your experiences. The Power of Questions Successful people ask better quality questions that empower and lead them to good answers. Questions can instantly shift your focus and feelings. Instead of asking, why am I so upset, ask, how can I find joy at the moment? Instead of affirmations like, I'm happy, ask questions like, what can I be happy about now? When disaster strikes, rather than ask, why me, ask, how can I use this, and what do I still have? Questions also help us to prioritize. Our minds only focus on a few things and delete what's unimportant. If you focus on what's making you upset, you naturally shut out what's making you happy. If someone asks you, how would you feel about losing the game, your brain starts to focus on the possibility of losing. Answering the wrong questions can weaken your empowering beliefs.
questions also help us uncover resources and solutions. When you ask questions like, how can I get 10 times better results? Your mind seeks out new options you may not otherwise consider. The answers may not come instantly, so keep asking the questions with faith until the answers surface. The book also includes a list of problem-solving questions and power questions to focus your mind every morning and evening. Using vocabulary and metaphors. Language is a crucial part of culture, and it shapes how we perceive, think, feel, and act. Words help our minds to interpret and translate our experiences. They have an instant biochemical effect on our states. You'd react differently if you were called an idiot versus an angel. Just by changing the labels you put on your emotions, you can change how you feel. Robbins calls this transformational vocabulary. If you're feeling angry, try asking yourself, am I furious or just feeling a bit annoyed? Instead of saying, I'm depressed, say, I'm feeling a little down or I'm recovering from a slight bump. You can also use fun or novel words to break your patterns. For example, oh, poops may make you laugh and snap out of your anger. You can also heighten positive sensations with words like unstoppable, amazing, outrageous, smashing, dynamite, instead of words like okay, good, all right, cool. Words can often soften your approach with others. Instead of saying, this is really screwed up, we must fix it. You can say, I'm a little concerned about this. Can we talk about it? In the book, Robbins provides a range of vocabulary you can use. The goal is not to deny your negative feelings, but to consciously reduce pain and increase pleasure in your life by using the right labels. Likewise, metaphors are very powerful. A simple shift in metaphor changes your perceptions and associated frames and rules. For example, my life is an ongoing battle brings up different references compared to life is a game or life is sacred. Choose empowering metaphors like climbing the success ladder instead of trudging through the battlefield. If someone says, I've hit a brick wall, you can suggest they drill through it or open a door and walk through it. Some metaphors may be appropriate in one context, but not another. Also, be aware of the limiting beliefs that can come from a metaphor. For example, a pond brings to mind very different associations from an ocean. Emotional mastery. In our garden of life, weeds, like negative emotions, will always appear. We shouldn't ignore them, nor get upset over them. Simply remove the weeds and plant your positive emotions daily so your garden will be healthy and vibrant. Our emotions are our internal compass. They tell us if we need to change our course. You can use the knack to master your negative emotions in six steps. First, identify the feeling and use transformational vocabulary to reduce the intensity. For example, am I feeling betrayed or just a little hurt? Second, accept your emotions as a call to action. Don't avoid or fight them. 
Third, become curious and consider the message behind the feeling. Fourth, focus on turning things around. Model past successes to break your current state. Fifth, list three to four options to handle similar situations in the future. Rehearse them mentally to build your neural pathway and confidence. Finally, take action, giving yourself time to get used to these six steps. The book explains 10 action signals or negative emotions and their underlying messages. These are discomfort, fear, hurt, anger, frustration, disappointment, guilt, inadequacy, overwhelm, and loneliness. Robbins also details 10 emotions of power or positive emotions, which are love and warmth, appreciation and gratitude, curiosity, excitement and passion, determination, flexibility, confidence, cheerfulness, vitality, and contribution. Most of the 10 positive emotions are antidotes to the 10 negative emotions. For example, gratitude can overcome fear. Curiosity can shift the sense of hurt. Anger can be redirected into excitement and passion. As you practice the six steps of emotional mastery, learn to recognize the various emotions and discover their underlying meaning to you. Always tackle negative emotions early before they build up. Defining your goals. Often, people don't set goals for fear of failure. Yet, it's vital to have a crystal clear focus that you can commit to. In the book, Robbins walks you through a detailed goal-setting exercise in four areas, personal growth, finance, things to own and do, and contribution. In essence, for each area, brainstorm a list of every goal you'd want to achieve, then add a timeline to each item. Decide on your top one-year goal for each of the four areas. Get clear on your why by writing down why each goal is vital and why you're committed to it. Over the next 10 days, build momentum and emotional links by breaking down the top four goals into small daily actions and doing them. Every morning and night, rehearse how it feels to achieve your top four goals. Surround yourself with role models and people who can help to bring your goals to life. And review your list regularly to ensure you're still committed to them. Unleashing your inner giant. Your goals are a means to an end, a tool to direct your focus and growth. The ultimate goal is the person you become and the people you touch along the way. With clarity on your goals, you can now answer this question. To achieve all that I want, what kind of person must I become? Let's take a look at your values, rules, and identity. First, examine your values, which shape your decisions. Most of us don't know who we want to be or what our values are. Hence, we can't make the right decisions, and this brings us pain. Sometimes, our values conflict with one another. For example, 
if you value both freedom and security almost equally, you may feel torn between the two. Or someone who seeks success but fears rejection will find it hard to move ahead. Our current values are also shaped by many external influences, like our parents, teachers, friends, colleagues, and usually don't represent who we really are or can be. Your past is not your future, and you're free to choose values that support you. In the book, Robbins takes you through several exercises to identify your current values, potential sources of conflict, and to recreate a prioritized list of values that are aligned with your desired destiny. Some questions to consider are, to achieve my desired destiny, what set of values must I live by? What would it cost me if this value was at the top of my list? Next, examine your rules. We have many spoken and unspoken rules that we use to evaluate people and things around us. For example, what's a good boss, lover, parent? When your rules are distorted or conflicting, you feel like a perceptual loser no matter what you accomplish. If love is your top value, and one of your rules is, if you get too close to someone, you'll get hurt, you're setting yourself up for pain. Each time you're upset with someone, including yourself, it's because your rule or rules or expectations have been violated. Since rules are set by you, you are free to recreate them. Relook at your must rules, those you abide by strictly, to see if they should be relaxed or removed. Set empowering rules that move you in your desired direction and are achievable within your control and makes it easier for you to feel good than bad. Finally, examine your identity. We act consistently with who we think we are, even if it's inaccurate. If you keep failing to make a change, it's probably due to a clash with an underlying identity. For example, I'm conservative. I've got fat genes. We're free to evolve and shape our own identity, and Robbins shares several exercises to help you do so. Here's an example. When you are in a calm and resourceful state, ask yourself, who am I? Write down whatever comes up and keep adding on to your list until you feel certain about the description. Make a list of all components of this identity. For example, how you look, walk, think. Identify the role models who have these characteristics and keep expanding your list in detail. Create an action plan, including a list of people you should or should not associate with. Commit to your new identity, share it with everyone, and use the new label to describe yourself daily. We'll now put everything together by looking at your master system. Successful people stand out in their field because they've gotten enough distinctions to make great evaluations, such as Warren Buffett and Peter Lynch in investments. The effectiveness of your evaluations hinge on five key building blocks. First, your mental or emotional state. Make vital decisions only when you are in a resourceful state rather than a negative state. Second, 
your habitual questions, ask the right questions to shape your focus and results. Third, your hierarchy of values. Choose your values carefully, aligning them with your highest goals and who you want to become. Fourth, your beliefs. Build empowering beliefs and convictions that energize you to take consistent action. Fifth, your references. Gather new references to expand your views. Organize and interpret them in ways that empower you. Changes to any of these five building blocks can change your life, and we've covered many tools to help you do so. The next step is to take action. The 10-Day Mental Challenge. For the next 10 days, focus all your energy on possible solutions, not problems. Commit to not dwell on any unsupportive thoughts or emotions. Whenever negative thoughts emerge, catch yourself quickly within two minutes and use the techniques you've learned to shift to a better state, such as asking good questions, changing your vocabulary or metaphors. If you slip up, just make a shift ASAP. Use this challenge to become aware of your mental patterns. Train your mind to find empowering options, boost your confidence, and build new habits, standards, and expectations. Other details in the book to look out for. This book is packed with more than 500 pages of insights, examples, tips, exercises, and distinctions, such as many of Robin's personal references and examples, as well as famous personalities like Donald Trump, Mother Teresa, Bill Gates, Mahatma Gandhi, Walt Disney, Warren Buffett, and Soichiro Honda, references to real-life economic or social issues and scientific research, and a seven-day success program to integrate all the components we've covered. Robbins reinforces the ideas using different perspectives, details, and analogies, all of which help to bring the aha moment and to inspire us to action. To get the most from the book, you'll need to examine the details and take consistent action. If you've enjoyed the tips in this summary, do get a copy of the book or visit TonyRobbins.com. We hope you've enjoyed this book summary presentation of Awaken the Giant Within by Tony Robbins, read by Larry G. Jones. Hi, thanks for listening to Top Audiobooks. Remember to follow our channel here on the platform and also our social media. We prepare a graphic of the book, with the author's key points and main ideas. Click that book graphic link in description now, and have access to an illustrated material with simple and easy steps, so you know everything about the book in minutes.